Hello, I'm Katie Litchfield, founder of Weekwell. You're listening to CEOs Uncut on the Weekwell Unfiltered podcast, proudly supported by the Wall Street Journal's Barron's Group. Three years ago, I left my job of 18 years to set up Weekwell because I'd had enough of standing by and watching women getting passed up for top corporate executive committee roles. Now Weekwell is on a mission to build a better business world. In this series, I've been talking to the bosses of some of the world's largest organizations, asking them the questions they don't normally get asked. Today, on International Women's Day, Weekwell welcomes the CEO and Managing Director of HCL Technologies, CBJ Kumar. Named Best CEO in the IT Services Industry in 2020 by Business Today, CBK, as his colleagues like to call him, has been lauded globally for his inspirational style of leadership. With just under 200,000 employees, HCL Technologies has been one of the fastest growing large global technology companies in recent years. A member of the World Economic Forum's IT Governors Community and a board member of the US India Business Council, CBK strongly promotes sustainable business practices and investing in diversity and inclusion. So, CVK, welcome so much to uh, Weekwell Unfiltered podcast. Tell me, how has your year been so far? Kathy, the year began with a lot of hope and optimism until a week ago. Uh, we thought uh, the trials and tribulations of the pandemic uh, uh, were behind us and we were getting to some sort of normalcy until the the situation in Eastern Europe uh, unfolded uh, last week. Um, so it feels like the world is moving from one crisis to another. Um, so it's very important for, a, for all of us to uh, remain focused on what we are doing and uh, support whatever best we can to, to people who are uh, under the stress and uh, we're going through a lot of difficult times, uh, support them in whatever way we can uh, in the countries uh, where uh, we have uh, conflicts going on at this time. What has been um, the biggest challenge in your career to date? The biggest challenge is really not a big challenging question. I think uh, it has to be leading a family of nearly 200,000 employees and about 1,000 clients through this most unusual years, two years of the pandemic. Uh, when COVID initially hit us in early 2020, it did not feel like uh, it would last as long as it has. And uh, while we started our preparation very early on, uh, in fact, uh, earlier than what most other organizations uh, did, we had activated our BCP yeah, in the last week of January 2020. Uh, but uh, no one knew how things will pan out. No one had a playbook for this crisis. Uh, by March of that year, it, things started looking very challenging. I wasn't sure where, where we will land as a company. 
not just the company, even as an industry, uh, which was servicing uh, several large global corporations in their critical value chains, which were serving so many critical aspects uh, of uh, the citizen services, healthcare, and so many things that we were doing. Uh, we were really wondering how we will be able to deliver to our clients, uh, some of whom are delivering very critical services. How will our employees work remotely? Uh, then, of course, on the side of it was the big humanitarian uh, situation, medical situation where our colleagues had to be protected. It was one of the most uh, difficult periods. And uh, we were able to navigate through it as successfully as we did because literally everyone had their hands on the deck. In a crisis like this, the only way to work is to have the right intent and then you execute it with the intensity that it deserves. And that's what we did as a leadership team. Looking back now over your whole life, not just at work, have there been any women who've inspired you? And if so, how did they inspire you? There have been many women who've inspired me, both at work and in my personal life. Uh, today, I have many women leaders who I work directly on a day-to-day -day basis, and they constantly amaze me with their knowledge, their resilience, empathy, and compassion. Uh, in my personal life, I've been fortunate to be surrounded by strong women. My mother, who is uh, no more, was a very hardworking person uh, from whom I learned the importance of being disciplined, being focused, and be committed to a cause. Uh, my wife was the best program manager that I know. Anything that needs to be done, she will plan it flawlessly and get it done. Uh, my daughter uh, challenges me every day with new ideas and questions. My two sisters are a big emotional support. So I think I've been extremely lucky having so many amazing women inspiring me every day. Wonderful answer. Brilliant. Um, what would you want your legacy to be? The answer is very simple. If I can be an example of a compassionate and a purpose-led leader, then that's a life well lived. What makes a great leader, do you think? In my mind, it boils down to three things. Number one, compassion and integrity. I believe in a principle-centered leadership philosophy and there are no shortcuts to success. Uh, number two, commitment to lifelong learning. In a world that is changing so dramatically every day, lifelong learning is so important. I often quote Alvin Toffler's words in this context, the illiterate of the future are not those who can't read or write, but those who cannot learn, unlearn, relearn. And third, it's consistent performance. Leaders who are able to conduct themselves in a consistent, reliable manner are the true pillars of organizational success. Long-term consistency mixed with short-term intensity is the holy grail of high performance. I love that. In your experience, is there one thing that could be a game changer when it comes to persuading CEOs to back talented women for the C-suite? 
There are numerous reasons to back talented women for the C-suit, Kathy. Uh, a Harvard Business Review study, which I'm sure many of you have seen uh, or read about, revealed that women score higher than men in 17 of the 19 traits considered desirable in a leader. Uh, research has also shown that firms with more women in senior positions are more profitable, more socially responsible, and provide safer, high-quality customer experiences. Yet, here is the real game changer today. Study after study has shown that women are more resilient than men. Today, when crisis has become the new constant, women are far better equipped than men to dig into the reserves of strength, overcome the odds, inspire their people, and build back better. Many of our Week Well finalists who are one level below the C-suite want me to ask your advice. They are committed to making that move up to the executive committee level. What's the best advice you could give them? My advice would be simple. You were standing at the corner of uh, confidence and self-doubt, and that's the reality. Uh, as a mountaineer would tell you, the last push for the summit is often the hardest. It's when self-doubt starts creeping in and confidence can wane. But you will need to remind yourself that you are standing on that mountain because you are the best climber there is. You've already proven your worth with your accomplishments, shattering stereotypes along the way. So just draw upon your store of persistence, patience, and resilience and make that final leap. You owe it to yourself and so many women leaders who are standing behind you to follow you. Excellent advice, thank you. Do you manage women in a different way to the men? Have you managed women differently in the past? And has that changed during your career? Not really. My management style is very personalized. I would say different strokes for different folks, right? I believe in that because everybody is unique. We need to recognize that men or women, individuals are unique. I'm always very cognizant of the situational complexities that make up an individual. And it's never a one-size-fits-all. Uh, so that said, I must admit, I've had the good fortune of working with some amazing women colleagues who have, in fact, taught me more than I've managed them. Uh, also, I'm fortunate to have grown up in a household, as I told you earlier, where my mother left no doubt about the strength and the acumen of women. Therefore, I've always believed that women in my team are powerful innovators who enhanced creativity, collaboration, and they widen the lens tremendously with their unique, empathetic point of view. You joined the company as part of the Comnet startup team almost a quarter of a century ago. How has HCL Technologies embraced gender equality over time? And when did you start to see change? Gender diversity has always been valued at HCL Technologies and our numbers over the years really validate that narrative. The journey has been long. There are still many, many miles to go. 
but I do believe that our hard work is paying dividends. Our commitment to this critical agenda starts at the very top with a dedicated board level committee uh, focused on ESG and diversity. Uh, today, we have several hard metrics in place to track the growth of our women colleagues. Uh, for the junior to mid-level colleagues, we run a program called Stepping Stones, uh, which helps women prepare to step confidently into their leadership journey. At the middle to senior level, we have a program called Ascend, which helps high potential women colleagues to take a leap into new leadership roles and responsibilities. Uh, these two programs are the core feeders of our women leadership pipeline. Additionally, each business unit head has key performance parameters to ensure they have women direct report in strategic decision-making roles. Uh, we even have year-on-year -year gender ratio improvement targets for our lines of business. You will be happy to know that today, several business lines in HCL, for example, Siki leads cloud, Rachel Powers leads digital consulting, uh, and are, these are led by strong women leaders and uh, many critical corporate functions like uh, marketing and new vistas, corporate social responsibility are all led by women leaders. There are plenty of others forging ahead and up at levels and various functions. Uh, we also have several programs that provide moral and motivational support to women colleagues. Like uh, we have a program called Fem Inspiration, wherein our women client leaders come in and inspire our colleagues. Uh, these are leaders who really made it to the top in their organizations, in the technology divisions, or even some of the business divisions. And they come in and talk to our uh, women colleagues. And that's a hugely inspirational session uh, every time when we have that. And it's called Fem Inspiration. Uh, we also have a program called Momtastic, which helps new mothers to transition back to work. AHA is a program which provides virtual engagement classes for kids and families so that moms can better balance their time. And there are many things. I just named a few programs. That sounds incredible. Really, really amazing. Um, how important do you feel is the worldwide push for 50-50 gender equality at the executive committee level? I believe a big push like 50-50 is very important, but it needs to have both the soft and hard metrics mm -hmm. as well as broad and narrow targets to achieve the goal. For example, 50-50 is absolutely the right to broad hard targets for gender diversity, but to ensure that your goal is sustainable, the, the journey has to be nuanced. If your female share is high among employees with high seniority, and average age, but low among junior talent, then you're looking at a negative trend once that group of loyal female colleagues are approaching retirement. Besides the female share in the different splits like age, seniority, role type, hierarchy level, location, et cetera, you will need some data on the female representation in some basic HR key performance indicators such as number of applicants, number of hires, employee turnover, number of promotions, et cetera. 
We also need future expectations such as growth plans, expected joiners and leavers, as well as other moments, leave of absence, retirement. These are all parameters that you will need to include when simulating an ambitious but realistic future gender diversity. Uh, equally important are the soft targets. Like for ourselves, we have uh, encouraging recognition and removal of biases, creating an open-minded, fair, and an inclusive culture, policies and practices that are amenable to work-life uh, balance and integration, uh, having more women in the, in the senior leadership will help trickle down the same uh, behavior uh, for the rest of the workforce. It could also break down stereotypes on women in leadership and encourage women to pursue careers, further providing them with role models and increasing their capacity to project themselves in leadership roles. What difference would having gender equality at executive committee and board level make to the decision-making process, do you think? Diversity in the board mix creates a far-reaching impact, long-term impact across the organization. Uh, first would be financial boost. A recent research from Bank of America has stated that S&P 500 companies with more gender diversity on boards see 15% higher return on equity. That's an amazing number. Collaboration boost is another aspect. A multiplicity of perspectives unleashes creativity and innovation and helps boards spot and seize new opportunities faster and farther. Inclusive teams make better, faster business decisions up to 87% of the time, according to research by Clover Pop. A compliance boost, several studies report that women directors deal more effectively with risk and better address concerns of clients, employees, stakeholders, and operating communities. A retention and recruitment uh, enablement, a female millennials look for employers with a strong track record on diversity. So seeing women at the very top of the leadership hierarchy can offer tremendous employee attraction and retention uh, to, to companies. At HCL, we are fortunate to have four exceptional women leaders on our board, Robin Abrams, Nishi Vasudevan, and Vanita Narayan. Uh, Robin and Vanita are tech industry veterans and are passionate about mentorship and elevating the cause of women in technology, while Nishi Vasudeva was the first woman to lead a very large oil and gas company in India. Our chairperson, of course, is Roshni Nader Malhotra, a young global leader who at a very early age has created several lasting institutions in the social and sustainability sector. Uh, these are all pioneering leaders with path-breaking achievements who have a deep impact on our way forward. How do companies continue to develop women and attract more females into the IT sector, a sector that is traditionally heavily male dominated? Kathy, while this is a very wide topic and we could do one whole interview on just this subject. Uh, so for uh, brevity's sake, I'll focus on two most important issues that impact gender diversity ratios in the tech sector. 
one is the academic choices that girls make and second is the effort companies make to develop women once they have entered the sector on academic choices we are all aware of the fact that the huge gender gap persists in the study of stem subjects right from school that leads to a narrowing of the potential of diversity in the pipeline of talent we believe technology companies need to work at this level to promote stem choices at hitseal we have a tech b program which offers it jobs to students who completed class 12 or grade 12 tech b candidates can pursue higher education this clear pathway encourages young women to take that all important step towards pursuing stem subjects we also partner with universities in the hitseal apprenticeship program which provides comprehensive technical instruction hands-on training, mentorship, and wraparound support to college students with 100% tuition assistance. Upon completing the program, they become a regular HCL employee and earn a college degree without the burden of debt. Here again, we actively encourage diversity in the program. On organic development of women leaders at HCL, we run several programs. I've talked about that earlier. like stepping stones ascents feminine inspiration etc which are all helping us build a strong women leadership pipeline as a sector if we just do these two things right we will have made a huge difference to our gender ratios in the mid to long term you are very proud of being a great place to work recently being named by great place to work by the economic times as a great place for women to work in india what is it about hcl technologies that make makes it a great place for women to work hcl technologies is a great place to work because of the fact we have multiple programs in place to ensure all our employees feel respected empowered motivated and more importantly have a clear growth path the company prides itself on being an organization with an open transparent and inclusive culture as we believe that diversity inspires creative thinking and leads to sustained innovation in the workplace we truly believe women leaders are good for business while there are many organizations today that are making a special effort to empower women our distinction is that this does not depend on leaders alone it is not dependent on the trickle down effect we have effective systems and safety nets in place so that individual biases are unable to change the culture so these are very very important aspects i'm asking everyone about this sadly over the last 18 months we've seen a bullying culture emerge in a number of very high profile social media stem and tech companies facebook google a number of gaming companies for example i know hcl technologies is in a very different universe to the likes of facebook and activision blizzard but one of the things that all these companies have in common is leadership teams that are very male dominated are you concerned in any way kathy i want to go back to a saying or a quote from mahatma gandhi uh, which said uh, to be the change we want to see in the world right taught mahatma gandhi taught us early to be the change we want to see in the world so let me speak about hcl 
there is a zero tolerance in HCL about any form of bullying. And that's not limited to women, but all employees across the board. I believe it's important for us leaders to lead by example, and even more so if we have the dominant gender. The pandemic has been a major challenge for gender equality. As we return to normal, what needs to be done to ensure that we don't lose talented women who are capable of being future CEOs? Women contribute tremendously to, to the company's objectives. So not losing talented women post-pandemic is very critical for every business. In the face of COVID-19 pandemic and economic crisis, efforts will have to be doubled if we are to avoid losing another 10 years to achieve gender equality. Based on past experience, economic slowdowns not only disproportionately affect women, but also trigger gender equality topics to slip down governmental and corporate agendas. Women represent 39% of the global workforce but accounted for 54% of job losses as of May, 2020. Yet there is a silver lining, one that we need to actively pursue as a golden opportunity. And that is the massive increase in the interest in STEM among women who are reevaluating work post pandemic. A recent survey by MetLife revealed that an overwhelming eight out of 10 women surveyed were thinking of moving to STEM. That's tremendous news. I believe it's an opportunity to transform a crisis into an unprecedented opportunity and the world of technology will be better for it. In, this, in another survey, nearly 44% of women pointed to uncertainty as the biggest barrier to pursuing a career in STEM. And nearly 25% of them said they were deterred by lack of skills or lack of mentorship. I must say this is an opportunity not to be missed. At HCL, we have special programs. Uh, we call it, I believe, for women returning to work. It helps them hit the ground running on their return. What role should men be playing in helping to change the gender equality dynamic, do you think? Um, the question should be, what role should everyone be playing in changing the dynamic? Uh, we need to build a collective momentum moving forward together. And men definitely play an important role here. It's important for men to be sponsors as well as mentors. These are not the same thing. Sponsors actively support you, talk up your abilities with others and help you gain those stretch assignments that lead to promotions. And when it comes to hiring, it's important that we all interview a diverse slate of candidates. Of course, the best candidate should be hired, but having a diverse slate provides women with the opportunity to compete. Men could also play an important role in an iterative process of highlighting potential systemic biases, advocating for change, and simply being visible by speaking out and not shying away from difficult conversations about gender issues. CVK, it's been an absolute pleasure 
talking to you and hearing about all of the initiatives that are happening at HCL Technologies. Thank you so much for your time and knowledge. You're doing an amazing work and uh, your work is inspiring to everyone who, who comes to know of you and your organization. Thank you and I wish you all the very best. You have been listening to Weekwell Unfiltered Podcast. Weekwell works with the world's largest companies to help bring about gender equality, starting with 50-50 gender parity at executive committee level. You can learn more at weekwell.com. Weekwell Unfiltered is written and produced by Katie Litchfield and Sean Smith. Mm-hmm.